You're listening to the really useful podcast. This is the tech podcast for technophobes. That might mean you or it might mean someone you know. Here's the theme tune. My name is Christian Corley from makeuseof.com and with me this week's really useful podcast is Megan Ellis, also from makeuseof.com. Hello, Megan. How are you? I'm good, thanks. And yourself? I'm kind of uh, raring to go because we're talking about something that keeps coming up in the press at the moment. It's a thing called Clubhouse, and I want to know more about it. But the one thing I do know about it is that I can't join it. And <laughs> things like that really annoy the hell out of me here's this great new thing that's getting loads of attention in the press but you're not joining because like you're just not special or famous enough a bit annoying isn't it yeah especially i don't know it's, it's the fact that it's um an ios only app as well like just locks out the vast majority of smartphone users in the world yeah so it is it's a bit frustrating because in the US like you know most people can access it but in other markets very very few people can access it. Yeah it's, it's um I mean it's they clearly done it for a reason and uh, good luck to them it's it still claims to be in beta testing mode so there's obviously mm. that aspect to it as well. Now Clubhouse if you don't know is a audio social app now, to me, that sounds like an unholy collision. But definitely, when when people talk about audio-only chat rooms, <laughs> it, it just sounds like chaos incarnate. It sounds like Yahoo Chats 20 years ago. <laughs> but it, it is actually like a bit more con- controlled than that. Um, we do have an article up by um, one of our writers, Amy, that um, explains it quite well, um, that the chat rooms are divided in two different sections, so one for listeners and one for speakers. So they are moderated. It's not just a free-for-all where everyone talks over each other. Um, they are the speakers and then the listeners. Um, and the way she puts it is that it's kind of like a live podcast. So, um, yeah, it's it's audio only, and um, you basically enter these rooms, and in a way, they are like um, live podcasts, and there are people who speak on different topics. Um, I, myself, as um, a pleb Android user, haven't been able <laughs> to join one of these chat rooms, but... Um, You'll find it's it's very similar now to the way that uh, Twitter Spaces works, um, which is also in beta, but on um, both Android and iOS. So that's still a thing? Yes. Is it? Yes. <sighs> so, um, yeah, that is basically, it's a very specific type of focus, um, but it seems to be working because it has millions of downloads and millions of users. Yeah, we. I mean, over the weekend, I, uh, I mean, I've seen Clubhouse mentioned a few times, and I've never be, because I knew it was in beta. I didn't really think there was much of, and not just in beta, but like close to just iOS. I didn't really think there was much risk of there being any kind of security or privacy issues around it. Now, when we're recording this, and it's April the twelfth today, 
Um, there's been news that there has been a leak of data from Clubhouse, but that isn't strictly the case, is it? It's not so much a leak of data, it's more that data that has been made publicly available by the people that are using as part of their sign-up um, has been scraped. Yeah, so it's another, it seems to be a trend that's happening lately with publicly available data that's being scraped now. Um, so it's definitely, I mean, it's not a good thing for um, threat actors to kind of access these things. So while it was technically publicly available, it's still not a good thing. And I think a lot of companies, even LinkedIn is relying, and even Facebook is like, well, technically... <laughs> <laughs> this was public info. Um, it is a technicality. So it is, um, I think, kind of like leaked data. I mean, it's compiled in a way that it shouldn't be. Um, and it's being disseminated for free in an aggregated way. So, and I, I do know there, there have been security issues in the past. And there's definitely malicious actors relying on its popularity as well. Like, to um, use it for phishing or to um, like pose as like, oh, this is how you'll get a clubhouse invite, but it's actually a phishing scam. Right. And I do think there have possibly been other data incidents before. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, these things do tend to happen. And I, I think maybe, I mean, it's easy to say this now. But with 1.3 million users, maybe the point is past for being a beta-only state <laughs> status, and maybe you need to sort of um, mature your application slightly. I definitely think it's it's leaning in on the exclusivity um, of of the app that it's less so that yeah, it's still in the beta phases and that it's more so that it's relying on its exclusivity to kind of propel its hype. Um, I think that definitely helps. It, yeah. I think it, it also helps to get some of the um, kind of um, high profile users in on it, um, maybe celebrities, the kind of people you want speaking on it rather than just every average Joe creating a chat room <laughs> to just speak about whatever they want. Um, because also, um, as people point out, um, as the user base grows, the ability to send out invites grows. So it does grow exponentially. If one person joins and they get two invites right. and they send those out, each of those people gets two invites. So it's definitely, it's a massive user base. It's bigger than... I mean, I don't know if all of its users are active, but I mean, millions of users, I think there would be, I'm not sure if it's a bigger user base than some of the major social networks out there. Um, so I think it's definitely leaning in on the exclusivity kind of formats, similar to, I, I think Twitter Spaces is more of a beta mode than Clubhouse is. Well, I mean, I haven't heard of anyone using Twitter Spaces, and I have heard of people using Clubhouse. But then, you know, on the other hand, there is no, there's no meaning where the word exclusive includes 1.3 million people. So, mm. um, yeah, I think it's probably time for them to push that on a bit. Um, I'm going to press this button here. One of the things Clubhouse is used for is kind of live chats, live talks, isn't it? And you said like a live podcast. 
Yes. Which would be really cool to do on live, really useful podcast one day, maybe. But uh, <laughs> that's 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 for another time. Um, what I'm interested in is is it is it it's not only live. You can listen to stuff later on, can't you? Um, I think so. No, wait. No. No. You cannot. You can't. It is not recorded, so you have to be there. Wow. So that that that. I mean, I guess. Maybe I need to backtrack slightly because that is kind of quite exclusive, isn't it? Even if it is for 1.3 or 1.4 million people or whatever. So you do actually have to be really right there listening or else it's gone. Mm, gone forever. Unless it's been recorded elsewhere. Um, yeah, I don't know how you would record it. Um, I, w I can double check, but I do believe in the story that, um, that there is no recording um, so if you miss it, it's it's gone. Wow, that's uh... yes. Nothing is saved on Clubhouse, so be sure to stick around if you're enjoying the conversation, so you don't miss any anything important. That's like having, and and I can say this quite uh, reliably, as I have three children. That's like having children who don't want to go to bed when you've got guests around in case they miss something amusing. <laughs> yeah, and like. I imagine it also keeps people glued there, like in case, in like just in case something happens, especially if it's um, a um, a celebrity or someone influential uh, mm. giving a talk. They'll stick around just in case they miss something. It's not like I'll catch the replay because I know I'm definitely one of those people who will tap out and be like, oh, I'll catch it later, or I'm sure someone's recording it. So, um, yeah, if recording's not available, I mean, that makes it even um, more ephemeral in a way than certain like things like Instagram Live where um, people are, are able to record it even though um, – not natively through the app. People do use screen recordings. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely sticking to the kind of live streaming aspect of it. Yeah. There's, um, there are famous people, as you alluded to earlier, that are using Clubhouse, aren't they? Or they've appeared. Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates, a few musicians. Um so, so again, there's, there's, there is that draw to it, but we have this problem whereby most people in the world who have a mobile device, whether I mean, you know, they might be on a, on an Apple iPhone, and they haven't had an invite, or they might be using an Android device, which is obviously uh, the more widely used platform. They don't have the opportunity to use Clubhouse, but there are alternatives. Yes. Um... They're not nearly as popular, but there are alternatives that have been launched and there are alternatives in the works and by much bigger companies. So um, definitely everyone seems to be, be kind of jumping on this formula for success. Um, they, they also seem to be folk, uh, looking at the exclusivity type of idea. So um, going with like beta modes or um, invite only modes first so a lot of these are still in progress but um, one of the kind of um, most developed ones at the stage is twitter spaces so 
that is something that's um, being rolled out to users. I know it appeared on, on my phone just the other day, and I've seen some people using it. Um, that's definitely not as exclusive as others, because obviously, since anyone can host a space, it means, or it kind of becomes something that um, anyone can use. Um, so I haven't seen any like big spaces from celebrities, but it's definitely something that Twitter can leverage considering there's so many verified accounts on Twitter. Um, I mean, even politicians could use it. Um, I think it has a lot of potential. Paris is a then um, everyone's working on one. <laughs> well, I noticed that. I noticed also the Twitter Spaces one, although it's probably the most developed of the alternatives. Uh, it mm. doesn't let Android users create a space, according to the notes on the Twitter Spaces website. Pardon? So if you're using Android, you can't create a space, according to Twitter Spaces website, although you can join one and speak on one. Uh, but only iOS now can you create. You can create a space. Now. They've now expanded it. All oh, right. Okay. Um, they need to update their website. Initially, you couldn't. I can double check here. Your space. Your space is a public, and anyone can join. So I can now create a space. So they have just just rolled out. They've expanded the functionality a bit more. It's not fully launched, but um, they're they're kind of slowly rolling it out. And for me, it's like. It's definitely not looking at priority markets for us because I was like, I'm just a nobody on Twitter in South Africa. So it's definitely not that they're like, oh, this is a highly followed account in a priority market. So I think they're just kind of randomly rolling it out to a few users right. at a time. Okay. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it's the most accessible and the most fully formed right now. Um, there's also, I'm not sure how far along it is, um, but there's Telegram has launched voice or is launching voice chat 2.0. They also have the infrastructure there already because, um, they do have like voice chats and group chats and stuff like that, but they kind of, um, I think formalizing it in a way that's kind of using the clubhouse format more. So you already have groups like massive groups that you can create in Telegram. So they're kind of leveraging off of that to create voice chat 2.0, which is very similar to um, Clubhouse. But I think, you, yeah, you can also record voice chats, which is useful. Yeah. Um, if you want to share them again, Facebook um, is also on its own thing. It's actually <laughs> creating multiple products as well that or like Clubhouse clones, so it's got it's it's working on Facebook audio rooms, it's working on something for Instagram, and then it's also working on something that, that's called Hotline that will be very chat um, will be very um, Clubhouse like, but also include the option for video. So Facebook has its fingers in many pies <laughs> right now. And is kind of riffing on the concept, but a lot of it seems to be in its very early phases. But as you know, with Facebook, because of the sheer scale of the company and the resources, they can kind of clone and launch these products and scale them very quickly. So we might see it come out relatively soon. Um, and then, yeah, Discord has... <laughs> has thrown its hat into the ring, and so has Spotify. 
Spotify's Locker Room Talk. Yes. Um, Their benefit is that they already bought an audio-only app. And I think that Spotify having podcasts on it also is another benefit for them. Um, So they have experience in audio. So that makes a bit of sense. I think the least kind of um, intuitive move is LinkedIn apparently reportedly working on its own live audio rooms which doesn't seem very intuitive to me well linkedin is kind of it's it feels like it's not what it used to be these days it's like it's Um, almost like it's kind of lost its way here in some regards yeah it's it, it seems like it's trying to pull in features of every app and i don't know i think Slack, there's also whispers of Slack getting an audio feature, but right. Slack also seems to be just pivoting in a very strange way from its um, user base, its core user base. Yeah, I mean, it's basically a chat room, isn't it? And it's kind of gone a bit, yeah, it's, it's trying mm, to be, a bit more... be all things to all. Yeah, wanting to contain itself less, being less self-contained, whereas the benefit of Slack is that it's self-contained. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I imagine things like that would probably be optional extras that can be switched on and off, even if they're not optional extras, so they probably wouldn't distract too much from most people. Mm. One would hope, anyway. But, uh, yeah, it is a, uh, a strange time we're living when everyone's trying to do audio only. When, when, we've got, when we've got we, kind of high definition video streaming, everyone wants to go audio <laughs> only. It, it is a very strange thing, um, especially, I don't know, with TikTok, we started seeing how many clones are coming out. Um, and now it seems like Clubhouse is the latest like innovator. But for me, it just, it creates a lot of apps that look the same but at the same time it also creates a lot of apps that just have too many features Mm. so um i mean snapchat was the one that piloted like stories um and then and that still made sense for certain like visual focused apps but then you get apps like linkedin that aren't visual focused but then they wanted like oh no we're gonna try that too um so i think it's we've gotten to a place where anything that's popular is being replicated even if it doesn't make sense so um it is quite strange to see now um clubhouse which seems like a very niche and very specific and focused um app being adopted as a feature for very unfocused and non-niche um social media apps. yeah do you know there's a name on this list which i expected to see but isn't there which one skype Skype. Uh, Skype hasn't been. I think Skype's been kind of reined in in favor of Microsoft Teams. Well, indeed, I but I mean, surprised. Teams isn't on the list either. And but, but both of them would seem to me to be absolutely perfect candidates for a kind of replicating the success of Clubhouse by just opening them up to, you know, public users to just sign in and listen, of you or whatever. So it okay. does seem strange that they're. Microsoft are kind of uh, Microsoft we're talking about here. Microsoft have decided <laughs> not to follow a trend. 
That that is true, but they do seem to just kind of go their own way in a lot of senses. Um, and I think for them, it's like okay, if you want an audio only presentation, then just don't switch on your video. Yeah. <laughs> Which would that would be my thing? Like, don't launch a separate product. Just don't switch on your video. Yeah, and then mute, like, make mute everyone. Like for me, it's like you can make a clubhouse room already with what is there yeah, for enough. Microsoft yeah, Teams. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> so maybe maybe I think like a Microsoft engineer. <laughs> now, now you've found your true calling in life. <laughs> Practical calling. I wasn't meant to be a marketer. I wasn't meant to be an engineer. Um, so yeah, I think that even like for things like Discord, um, the the way they're marketing it is seems like it's a clubhouse trend, but it's really just a kind of expansion on what they're already doing. But they're kind they're kind of riding the way of audio only. So there's there's this called stages. And essentially, it just instead of it just being the typical chat room, it's much more of a like uh, one way. There's the uh, performer or speaker, and then the listeners, um, which again is something you could do in a traditional Discord room, I think, just through permissions. <laughs> but they're making it a lot more um, notable by launching a separate product. But I think a lot of um, places are just like, no, this is our alternative and look how cool it is. Um, so I do think a lot of places are, are riding that wave. And we'll take a moment from our usual podcast proceedings to just remind you that the really useful podcast can be found pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. So we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts. We're hosted at Transistor.fm, so you can find us there as well. We're also on YouTube, and of course, on MakeUseOf.com. Now, however you subscribe to the Really Useful Podcast and listen to us, it would be amazing if you could take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That will help us to find new listeners and take our podcast to ever greater heights you'll find the link to our apple podcast page in the show notes thanks a lot now one of the things with clubhouse and i imagine the various clone apps that are following it along it strikes me as being an opportunity for paid content so for instance you might use clubhouse to put on a show um, a live gig, a concert, comedy show, music show, uh, sort of paid kind of um, seminars, that kind of thing. And at the moment, that's not the case at the moment, is it? No, at the moment, there's apparently no ads allowed. But we know that trick. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. If that's going to stay forever, because we do know that sometimes there's no ads just to lure you in until you're enmeshed in a product and then the ads appear. Yeah. But what, I mean, um, one of the, some of the greatest audio experiences are just you and, you know, the audio book or, or the show that you're listening to or the drama that you're listening to or the music that you're listening to. But 
at the same time, some of the greatest audio experiences are you listening to a lot of other people listening. And, you know, it might be like a live concert recorded years ago that you're listening to and you feel like you're there and you're part of and you can hear everyone screaming and you can imagine the music and the band on the stage and everything. And that's quite an experience. So it, I, I mean, I, you know, pretty much at 45 years of age, almost nothing surprises me now. And I'm kind of half expecting this to be a feature or an, an element, a dimension of Clubhouse and the clone apps going forward. There's got to be this kind of monetary option to like, here's your normal things and here's our premium service. Here's Taylor Swift, etc. <laughs> you know? I definitely think of one other way, if they don't lean into ads, there could be um, monetized events. Yeah. So maybe events you have to buy tickets to. Um, I know for something like Twitter Spaces, maybe they they are launching their like super follower um, feature, which will be like a, it's almost like a Patreon type of subscription. So I imagine you'd be able to launch spaces that are only for your super followers. So that would be a way, um, again, to monetize it. Um, so that only people who are essentially paid subscribers could enter it. So maybe there will also be um, subscribers, essentially, for certain creators. Um, I'm hoping it won't become a sponsorship or um, ad break laden <laughs> type of experience because just I'm just thinking of the podcast experience my favorite podcasts are those that have either very few ad breaks um, or monetize themselves through Patreon Um, but then you get those ads especially ones that are part of um, bigger networks that just sometimes it feels like there's more ad breaks than there's content and it's repetitive ad breaks and it really just it it ruins the experience. Um, so, and and like I've actually like I've become um, there's certain kind of uh, podcasts I just won't listen to anymore because um, I know how that network advertises and I'm I'm so tired of <laughs> the ad breaks between them. It's like watching TV in the '90s again. Um, <laughs> I'll actually avoid it and I'd much rather just pay for a Patreon subscription for an indie podcast than um, listen to ad breaks every yeah. few minutes. I, um, I'm getting a bit annoyed with Spotify at the moment thanking me for listening to Spotify whilst desperately trying not to sound sarcastic. That's what you get on uh, free Spotify, non-premium Spotify, obviously. Um, uh... Yeah, it says, thanks for listening to Spotify. No, really, thanks. You could have spent some vinyl. <laughs> Or play the CD. Or, and this is the one that really, really grates my gears, or listen to an 8-track tape. If you knew what an 8-track tape was, I'm like, well, I do. And you probably <laughs> don't. So, uh, and, you know, I, I, cars, most cars didn't have 8-tracks when I was a kid. You know, pretty much everyone had gone to cassette, but I still know what an 8-track is. It's, I think I've mm. got one floating around somewhere, actually. I'll think about it. <laughs> Um, but with nothing to play it on. But and you know what? She didn't even mention my favourite format, mini disc, which really hurts. <laughs> oh, I, the the ads, yeah, really. Sometimes I feel though that the ads are the incentive to pay for it. it it's kind of like the YouTube premium pop up. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> we'll pay just to make the pop-up go away. Yes, it is tempting. Um, I um, I mean, I'm I'm very pleased that the really useful podcast has remained ad-free, and I I, I think long may that continue. So we've been talking about Clubhouse, the audio social app, um, which is uh, exclusive to 1.3 million people at the moment, <laughs> and uh, and iPhone users, and it's shared by invite only. And we mentioned earlier on it. It does remind me of Yahoo Chat around 20 years ago, where you could go into a chat room and then click the audio option and use your very cheap very low fidelity microphone to make a complete prat of yourself in a public chat room. Now, I have a confession to make here. That is something that I used to do with a good friend of mine. At the time, we would wield guitars, have a mic ready, and go into American-only chat rooms and sing songs about being British. <laughs> Uh, so I I think I probably need this is like the um, it's like uh, confessions or or the fesshole account on Twitter. I need to apologise for my uh, singing and interruptions. There was one song that was called "We're English, Don't You Know," <laughs> um, which sang about cricket and um, strawberries and cream. Uh, it, it was very very silly. So uh, apologies are definitely uh, required. That. Do you have any memories of Yahoo Chat, Megan? No, I think I was I was small. You too young. And and riddled with anxiety. So <laughs> even if I was if I was, I would never have the um, kind of goal to actually speak up. I, I was in like some of the the early chat rooms. Um, I think it was more along the lines of like. Um, I remember using MSN Messenger, but then like QQ was the chat room app I used to use, and there was also some of the um, like um, IRC type IRC, chat rooms. Yeah. But I would, being a a young girl on the internet, when people still believed that girls went on the internet, I used to just fly under the radar <laughs> and observe. So. Any audio function I would have never used because my little squeaky voice would have given me away. Yes, that's a relief. Um, it's, uh, yes, I mean, I am, I can't be alone in seeing the parallels between Clubhouse and Yahoo Voice Chat, especially among those of us who have been online for 25 years or so. So I'm interested to see how it develops and if it ever comes to Android or not. But um, I think uh, going forward, we've learned a bit about Clubhouse now, and we, we know that there are some alternatives coming along. And, uh, yeah, so do you have anything to add to uh, round us up this week's podcast? Um, for Clubhouse, like I think it could be successful, but I also, I worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a warrior, and... When it comes to things like Twitter Spaces, all this type of tech, I wonder if, if it's been thought through properly. Um, like most social media features, I think the companies are jumping on the bandwagon. And they've yeah. thought through the, okay, 
let's control the trolls so they're heavily moderated um but i wonder about the the platforms they're giving people by giving this kind of live exclusive chat room on these massive social um platforms and i'm just imagining um you could open up a can of worms yeah <laughs> and stuff um, by hosting the these type of things when it comes to misinformation or propaganda. And it's a lot harder to moderate uh, live speech. Yes. Um, so that's the one thing that makes me nervous <laughs> as someone who tracks like misinformation and that type of thing, especially when it comes to Twitter. Um, it's... It's definitely a thing that could be fun, used for good, that kind of thing. People connecting, like connecting with your um, favorite celebrities during yeah. these times. But it's also a thing that in these times of like misinformation and conspiracy theories, it's definitely something that could be used for bad as well. And I worry that maybe companies are jumping on the bandwagon without thinking it through 100%. They rarely do think it through. Let's uh, let's keep it light, let's keep it entertainment focused and keep it away from politics and everything else. Okay. Hopefully they'll do that. We will <laughs> uh, we will see. Uh, that has been this week's really useful podcast from makeuseof.com. I'm Christian Corley. That is Megan Ellis. Thank you Megan for joining us this week. Thank you dear listener for joining us. And until next time, that's all.